0: This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, full spoiler reviews for The Boys Season 3 and Thor Love and Thunder. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Well, maybe a little bit less. All of that in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, July 11th,
1: 2022. This is Jason Muse, and for reasons best left between you and your therapist, you're listening to... The Jock and Nerd Podcast, Snooch to the Nooch. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy
0: fans out there. Let's give it up. We're it, we nerd it. we funny, we're we're it. we're What is up? How's it going? Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd.
2: My name is Imran. My name's Anthony.
0: He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And he may sound a little different, but that's because he's joining us for my brand new hole in the ground. Brand new trash can for Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? I got kicked out of my old place. Oh, no, Rugs. What
1: happened? And I don't have any new furniture yet. I don't know what to do. It's As long as it's cold and dark somewhere, you will make it a home rugs. My upstairs neighbors are really noisy, too. <laughs> what are they doing? I don't know. It's like they're doing the fucking... They're doing dancing up there. I don't know. Like, gymnastics? I, don't I, know. I think you sound great. Anthony, he sounds good,
0: right? He's just a little bit uh, different.
2: Sounds like shit. I'm, I'm
0: <laughs> out of my element. <laughs> Look... I'm very vulnerable. Okay, <laughs> take it easy on the rug, boy. All right? Yeah, I'm I'm frantic. <laughs> he's, had a, he's had a rough he's had a rough week there. Yeah, it's very rough right now. All right. Well, he's
2: like the dude from uh Jersey Boys. The fucking guy, the old Jewish guy. What's The Jerky Boys? The Jerky, whatever you the hell. said
1: Jersey boys. Oh, boys. Saul Rosenberg? Yeah.
2: yeah. The Jer- What is it? Jersey Boys? No, Jer- Jerky. Jerky Boys. Jerky Boys. Yeah, yeah. Saul Jersey Rosenberg. Jersey
1: Boys is Frankie Valley
2: in the fucking 40s. I thought you meant Jersey
0: Shore and I got confused. Oh, that's Saul, no, Saul Rosenberg. Saul, well, sue everybody. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I have all my glasses with me and my shoes, <laughs> so I have them. Oh, my spleen hurts. Uh, Jerky <laughs> Barbara? boys, classic, yeah, classic Jerky Boys. But we're not here to talk about the Jerky Boys. We're here for two good, amazing things to review. Let's get to it. The Jock, Jock. and Nerd Podcast. We're going to start with the boys. Yeah, boy.
1: Oh, we're starting with the boys first. Yeah,
0: boy. Yes, season three has wrapped up. uh, And, you know, we have talked about the quick thoughts on the episodes as the season has passed. But now we can give, we talk in depth about season three and the finale, of course.
1: Strap yourselves in, in, you fucks. Spoiler time.
0: The show created by Eric Kripke, based on the comics by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. Uh, Anthony why don't you uh, Can you recap the season How do you want to do this What happens Oh man In the uh, Or what happens in the last episode To wrap up What's been happening
2: Well the overall season Left off last year With Homelanders Well no not Homelander, Butcher's wife being Killed by their son By accidentally What's the name? Brian. Brian yeah Ryan 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 And then we forgot at the end that there was a soup in the government, this head popper. And throughout this season, we've been dealing with the fact that Homelander's getting more and more paranoid because he's losing people, he's losing points, but then he's also further segmenting his audience. Vought is kind of slowly destroying itself, and Homelander's tearing himself apart because there's a new... Big baddie in town named Soldier Boy Who's back that really scares the shit Out of him and Butcher Is working with Soldier Boy to take out Homelander And then there's a bunch of other side plots And things like that there's a million things going on As far as this episode this is obviously The climactic episode The end of season 3 And we have Soldier Boy and Butcher looking to Confront Homelander in Vought We have Starlight And fucking Huey still trying to get over their fight from last the last few episodes. Huey still wants to be a superhero, but Starlight has pointed out to Butcher and Huey that Temp V is killing them. But Butcher didn't tell Huey that, so we're dealing with that. Plus, uh, what's his face? What's the speedy guy's name? Oh, A-Train. A-Train dealing with the fallout of him getting a new ticker from the guy he killed. Oh, Yes. Blue Hawk, the racist dude. Yeah, the racist dude. <laughs> racist guy, Blue Hawk. Yeah, killed his or paralyzed his brother, and Deep is still pathetic and looking for a way to get in the good graces of everyone at in the seven. And Frenchie is coked out. It seems like, or maybe high on drugs, but he still wants to help. And Kimiko just got her powers back, and Queen Maeve is also pissed off.
0: Yeah, she had an interesting. There's all sorts of shit going on. It's hard to things. recap. It is. It is, but this, there, is a, there really is a lot going on. There is there. a lot going on. Rugs. we missed you last week. Let's hear from no, you. We didn't. First, you didn't miss him? Oh. Somebody never missed him. I'm sorry, I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> somebody missed oh, him. Shit. I'm sure there's somebody. <laughs> uh, when I find out
1: who it is, I'll let you know. Kick me when I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> He's vulnerable. Oh, my whatever. God. I'm vulnerable. Anthony. He's motorable. I'm m- vulnerable. I'm motorboatable. He's motorboatable. <laughs> you can stick your head between my boobs. <laughs> Um, what did you
0: think of these last two episodes and the season overall Rugboy?
1: I enjoyed the show I think it's good I think it's fun uh it's always uh good for a visual like uh like uh of grossness and fucking extreme fucking violence um they go places where no other show goes I guess I mean everybody's gonna copy this you know next year because it's so like fresh because it's they're 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 untethered you know but um I did like it. I, I, I didn't like the twist. I didn't like the I'm your father thing. I feel like that that's, a, mm. that's a very tired mm-hmm. thing. And um, But even though it, it was a stupid trope that they did, the way that Homelander reacted to it and his whole way of dealing with it, that was actually interesting. So even though they did something really tropey, the way that they dealt with it was actually pretty cool. Because Homelander was like, no, like I want my dad, and like I, I need because he needs Homelander needs like a family so bad. He needs like people to love him so bad. He needs to feel like he belongs somewhere. It really comes out in this in this season. It was so Soldier Boy is
0: really Homelander's dad. There was I was questioning it for a second because Butcher can well, say
1: Yeah, he was a sperm donor. He didn't raise right, him. Right, he I just mean, has. Right. You know. That was a great
0: moment when you know Homelander uses family at the end, and like he, he's fucking found Ryan at the beginning of this last episode, uh, and he brings them there, and he's like, "Look, we could be a family." And then fucking Soldier Boy is like, "You're a disappointment. <laughs> what a pussy." Well, well, well,
2: what's what's great about that scene? So I, I I didn't mind the father thing, and I think they handled that as almost pitch perfect as they could because the way the way Soldier Boy reacts to that is completely in line with what this character is in this show, which is this guy who's also had father issues, right? Who had a dad that was extremely hard on him. Even when he became powerful, he said, you took a shortcut. Yeah, And he's grown up in a, like a bygone era. He grew up in like the twenties or the thirties or whatever that time, 15, the early 1900s when being a man meant like holding your emotions in and not being a pussy person, you know, you can quote unquote. Yeah. And, he looks at Homelander, who desperately wants him as a father, and he sees this guy crying. And goes, "You suck. Yeah. <laughs> like you would never. Like I wish I would have been your father because you wouldn't have been like this. But you're beyond redeemable. You're a pussy, and I'm gonna kill you. And like, yeah, it's super, like, violent the way he's thinking. But it also makes sense. Like this yeah, is an old school guy. It yeah. was he's a man out of time, and looks around and sees the world and calls um huey cum guzzler is the cum guzzler is is upset when he sees fathers wearing their babies and on their chest he's what what is this of course he's gonna react like that that's great and he's
0: just he's just you know giving down what his dad gave him he's literally passing it on uh to the next generation and then that leads to an incredible moment something we wondered was this gonna happen where uh Butcher and and Homelander have to team up now because Soldier Boy has hurt Ryan and now they have a common cause to protect and fight over and that all this like alliance changing at the end in this episode was fucking wild uh and it was I, I love I loved all those twists
2: I I completely agree that the show taking like one step back just like overall yeah. on the th- show and then I'll get into that what what you just said I love this show. Yes. This season was, I think, the best season yet. I think it's one of the best seasons on television ever. I think this show is awesome. They do a fantastic job of keeping you on your toes so that you think things are going to play out a certain way, but they keep you on your toes enough where you're like, wait, how is this going to play out? Like That whole scene with them confronting each other, and then it's all of a sudden it's Butcher in Homelander against Soldier Boy for a half second there. I'm like, Yeah, that's great. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm even rooting for right. at this point. You don't know who you want to win. <laughs> I mean, I know I want Butcher to win, but I'm like, Fuck Butcher, you had him right there. But I'm like, Who's worse? Soldier but Boy. And then he's like, Yeah, Homeland. Soldier Boy's also a fucking asshole. Yeah. You know, and then he's even like, Oh, like, that's, you care about that kid that's not even yours? And he's like, You're a bigger pussy than yeah, Homelander. You're weaker than he is. Yeah. So it's like that whole dichotomy. And the, I mean, that's that whole entire fight. You got. So many great moments. You got Maeve finally, like, bloodying up Homelander. You got Starlight showing her powers. And in that scene, you know, Huey thinks about taking the Temp V. Yeah. But then he's like, no, this is her moment. Like, I don't need to save her. I just need to empower her to save us. And now she can
0: fly, I guess. Yeah, he, like, cranked up all yeah, cranked
2: the electric up light. juice. Yeah. yeah. that was great. So, yeah. that. Great, yeah, great awesome. fucking. I, great finale
0: i love that moment where uh soldier boy destroys his shield and mother's milk's like yeah fuck your shield bitch <laughs> i was like <laughs> fuck yeah and it was a lot every, like Captain every character America.
2: yeah every character got like their own little moment within that fight
0: i mean he uh, homelander gouges Mabes' fucking eye out and then the sacrifice she makes at the end i thought she was gonna turn soldier boy towards homelander and it would have taking out you know two things at once but the whole thing was gonna blow and she knocks them out the window and then you think they're dead
2: and like well she's saving starlight because starlight questioned if she's really a hero or not yeah
1: yeah because she turns in the middle another unexpected thing was black noir getting killed wow the
0: whole black noir thing was so great i mean we got to see him unmasked we got to see his crazy cartoon friends which is his head and then uh, I did not expect Homelander to gut him like that. And you see him pull out his fucking intestines. But again, it makes sense. And that whole the lead up to that is amazing. He's like, you know, I can see right through you. And now he goes, I mean, literally, I can see your face. I can see when you smile. I can tell what you're lying. Like. Did you know? And I was like, oh, fuck, he's dead. And like Noir knew it, too, that either Homelander or Sol- Soldier Boy is going to kill him.
2: He was hoping it'd be Homelander would kill Soldier Boy, but yeah, honestly, yeah, that Homelander. Homelander still at that point need like was holding out hope that his father would be like he could have a father. Yeah. Well, what's great too is like the three, like all the main and like people, like Homelander, Soldier Boy, Butcher, even Huey, like they all have those. Well, three of those guys. Have really fucked up relationships with their dad, and it kind of comes out. Yeah. But that Huey has like a really good relationship that every all those other guys would be like, dude, your dad's a pussy. <laughs> but he's like the most like common sense, normal one that like always typically usually does the right thing.
0: Yeah, and he does make the right choice at the end. He still has that compound V tucked away somewhere uh, for future use.
1: It was good to see him have a little bit of a dark streak though. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's getting he, to be a little bit
2: too. You know, trophy. He became kind you know, of an all, the, asshole. all the characters kind of have a dark streak. Yeah, yeah. That's what the show. The show is like I, I equate it to a very souped up, no pun intended, dark Cobra Kai, where every character Ugh. is like somewhat good, but then somewhat shades of gray and somewhat bad. It just Cobra Kai cranks up the cheese factor, and so does this, but in just a completely different way.
1: Yeah, it's like one. You no, know the thing is, it's it's very hard to get the tone right when you're doing something that's irreverent, sometimes funny, gory. Like I think James Gunn did it well with the, uh, with the other series that we just watched. I forgot what was oh, called. Oh, Peacemaker. 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 Yeah. Peacemaker, yeah. 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 And th- that was kind of well done. And, but this one does it even better. I think it's, a, I agree. Yeah.
0: It's very confident. The world building is amazing. You really get a sense of this whole world and the people and you know how they built up Homelander's base and his his supporters, uh, just fucking perfect. And like you know the whole amusement park and the way they run everything. I love all that. Um, and Anthony Starr, just fucking standout performance
2: from him every yeah, he's, time. Every time he's so good. Holy shit! The little facial expressions yeah. he makes. The, the the.
1: Have you guys I, watched Banshee? No, I heard
0: that was oh. good. I heard he's like badass in that, right? Yeah, he's like, yeah, he kicks up. There's a lot of awesome fight scenes in that it's show. a prime, prime, Amazon Prime show.
2: The way his like face twitches when he's like somewhat angry yeah. or like doesn't really understand how he's supposed to feel in certain moments. It's just, I think he's just, he's great because he's clearly a villain, right? Like, he's clearly at this point almost irredeemable. Probably irredeemable. Like, there's no way you can redeem that guy. But yet. They've done the legwork where you understand why he is the way he is. He was built in a fucking test tube. Yeah. He had no yeah. family. He was grown in a lab to be one way, and like he was programmed to be one thing. Always he's being told
1: what to do. Now, Do you think it's the actor or the writing or, or the direction it's, or it's both, all of that or all three? Because it's all of it, like. He, because you know, he's like, jerking off on top of a building, <laughs> doing weird shit. But then at the same time, he's terrifying, right? Yeah. Like he's menacing. Like when you mm-hmm. think he could, oh, he's gonna about to fucking rip someone's head off, and you actually feel like intimidated. You feel when you're like, watching.
0: You him. think he, you don't know when he's gonna snap. The the amount of expression we saw on his face this season, just just ex- without saying anything, he went through a wide range of emotions. And we got to see something we haven't seen. It's like two times. He almost got his ass kicked.
2: Well not yeah. not only the the that, but like the vulnerability yeah. leading up to yep. like the reaction post the first fight and the build up to this one, the, the amount of paranoia he has. Yeah, he was
0: freaking out.
2: He didn't see where it's before. like you up to this point you'd only been like, Oh fuck Starlight, like yeah. so you gotta get out of there. But now it's like oh fuck like his world is crumbling and he like, oh yeah, I think it's, I think it's all the above. I think his acting is good. Very like the, the subtle facial expressions. I think he's like really good at the writing. I think is great. And they, they're, you know, that they're the direct, the overall, like the the vibe of the show is also fits everything that they're doing with that actor and the writing.
0: Yeah. It's style, style, pitch, perfect, confident. Uh, what other, uh, let's talk about some other character story arcs. Who else stuck out, stuck out Carl Urban. I think also great as Billy Butcher, I did like seeing him get powers and wrestle with that and be an asshole. And, you know, at first not tell Huey it's killing him, but then actually save him at the end mm-hmm. by knocking him out. Uh, and uh, yeah,
2: they, they added that layer this season where where the reason he's so mean to Billy is because he feels like it's his brother, right? When I have the brother, and he, and he failed his last brother, his real brother. Oh, yeah. We got so some that's why flashbacks. he continually pushes this brother, this brother away until yeah. this season when. When Huey decides to man up and take some Compound V with him,
0: yeah, I love. I do love that shot where his head is out the window and he's just like high as a kite, look like fucking Heath Ledger as the Joker in that one scene in his arm. Right after he takes the V, uh, I, I enjoyed seeing him have some powers.
2: Also, I, I really enjoyed the scene in this specifically in this episode when Butcher and Soldier Boy are talking, and they're both talking about like their dads. Oh and yeah, I'm like, yeah. Like even this scene, I'm like Soldier Boy is a complete. Asshole as well, but in that moment with Butcher, Butcher able to draw out of him like his fucked up family. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. And you get to see that that scene where that the mind guy is going into his brain, right. and put him that's into right. That, oh, yeah,
2: yeah. That's where the
0: yeah. endless sword. dream. Yeah, yeah. Where he was there. That, oh my god, that was heart wrenching too. That was so fucking rough. He's there and he can't do anything. He's trying to. That save scene his
2: reminded me a lot of Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah pen penult- Penultimate episode where they were climbing through his uh, memories yeah his memories yeah and it's like oh your your parents beat the fuck out of you when you were a kid yeah he was, in this in this case he was beating the fuck out of his his brother
0: uh what about starlight
2: uh she had kind of a good arc i uh, here's the th- she finally she finally she what they did well with her is they 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 wrote her out of just kind of following everything and she kind of had her own agency yeah, right she yeah. like She decided, okay, I'm not as powerful as Homelander, but I'm fucking popular. So he can't touch me if I use that. Oh, that's, yeah.
1: Yeah. And she did. Oh, yeah. When he he twisted it on her, like, and made her his girlfriend. Right. That was weird. And she outs him. And then now you have, like, these two factions and people yelling, (laughs) Starlight,
0: when Starlight lies, kids die or something. (laughs) Like, the two sides at the end were fucking wild.
2: Oh, yeah. I love the world this is in. And I like that she, they needed something. I loved that the characters were going bad, but they needed someone to, like, not go that, that like, fully lose themselves. Right, right, to remain. And Starlight and M- Mother's Milk yeah, were those characters. They
0: were the moral compasses, yeah. I mean, I like Mother's Milk story, too, and how, you know, he's the, the fact that his daughter is being raised by this guy who is all in the Homelander now and cheered him on at the end when he fucking lasered the fucking dude at the protest. That was wild. That was an amazing end scene, by the way, right? Because it showed you so many things. Like, his base will love him no matter what. He just murders someone in public. And not only that, he introduces Ryan, and Ryan is digging it. Yeah, he smiles. Oh, my God. So there is, a, and I think moving forward, that's going to be a big deal. Like, he's going to try to craft Ryan in his own image. And now Butcher is going to have to get Ryan back. However, if you notice, Ryan saved Butcher's ass at the very end. When they had taken out Soldier Boy, it was just, I mean, Home, uh, Soldier Boy, it was just Homelander and Butcher. And then Ryan suddenly comes back in and he goes, Dad, can we leave? Please, I want to go. Like, if Ryan had not done that, Soldier Boy's like, I'm just going to kill you guys now. He would have just killed Butcher Billy, right? You mean Homelander? Homelander would have. Sorry. I'm
2: I don't know. And that scene, like it seemed like they were, Homelander had looked at soldier, uh, Butcher and been like, all right, like not now yeah. not bef- even before his kid it looked that i looked like they were going with the all right you saved my ass oh, in this okay one. maybe we're even we'll no, we're even for now yeah. we'll kill each other later but not now that's the way i looked at it because they both had that shared thing with 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 ryan yeah. and then he also does save him from yeah. almost getting blown maybe up maybe
1: in a subconscious way he thinks that since they have ryan in common that they're that maybe that's another avenue for him to have some kind of a family or connection with a person
2: who a homelander or butcher
1: both of them like homelander to butcher because they had they got ryan in common like we're they're both his dads right, yeah, right it's right. fascinating i love that dichotomy so it's like on one hand they're competing against each other because they both want ryan but um at the same time they all also have ryan in common so it's a strange link to have. They'll both protect him no matter what. That's
2: true, yeah. And and it, they're at the point where Ryan somewhat likes both of them. So Ryan would be pissed at either of them if they got rid of each other.
1: Do you think that the Homelander would eventually probably become like wanting to be friends with Butcher? Mm. Like Butcher hates his ass, but at the same time, like he's the, he is the ultimate badass.
2: Yeah, I think Homelander probably, if we're getting to his like psychology, he might, in a weird way, R- kind respect of respect him. Butcher. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think he'd necessarily like Homelander's so narcissistic that I don't think he would want anyone to, like, know that. Mm. Other than his father, like that's that was the one, the only time he's ever shown vulnerability was with his kid son and his father. Everyone else, he was like, like he's just been an asshole. I agree. Well, they also wrote out they wrote, they wrote a nice, they wrote themselves into a nice way to space for season four to like wrap up Butcher, yeah. or and his saga because he's got a year to live.
0: Well, yeah, I was gonna say here's where it leaves everybody at the end of the season, right? So, Brian is with Homelander. Butcher finds out he has a year to live because of the Tempe, and he's not going to tell anyone.
1: So what if he takes regular straight
0: V? That, well, that, might, that may save him, but it will permanently make him a fucking stoop. Then Maeve survives. The public thinks she's dead, but she has no powers because Soldier Boy drained it, and she fucks off with her girlfriend. Uh, Soldier Boy, back in a tube with Mallory, almost back where he started. Starlight has now joined the boys and she's Annie January and she throws away her Starlight costume. And head popper Victoria Newman still in the government, only now she's running for vice president because Soldier Boy, I mean, Homelander had the Deep kill the other guy. So now she's in position to be running the whole country.
2: Well, the Deep and the Deep is still desperate. Yeah, to the be, Deep will still do anything Soldier Boy wants. And then you fought, forgot to mention A Train is kicked out of his brother's house because his brother considers him a murderer and doesn't dis- want yeah, him around but he
0: has Blue Hawk's heart so he can run again but his brother disowns him and noir is dead I, you know what you could bring back noir because the public doesn't know and he's masked anyways right you could put anybody in there and come up with something and say here's the new black noir maybe they still do the clone thing somehow or the other rumor Ooh. I heard was what if Ryan grows up to be black noir or a black noir type uh, that could be interesting Ooh. but the, lar- largely there was what, interesting discussion in our Facebook group Jock and Nerd Nation listener you can join exclusive closed group just for you link in the description uh, basically talking about how the characters all kind of ended up maybe in the same place they started at the beginning of the season it, A do you think that's true and B is that bad no okay let's talk me through this <laughs> why is it not true because I'm the one hand, Homelander back in the tube uh, uh, homeland. You I mean, mean Soldier Boy, Boy, back in the tube that we've minus some people. We've lost a lot of people.
2: The deep is still fucking octopuses. Hey. Well, no, the, yeah. The homeland, Homelander, at the beginning of this season was the leader of the seven, but was controlled by Vought And oh, all he cared, sure. and he was caring about his approval ratings. Now he only cares about his base, and there is no Vought that runs him.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah,
2: Hugh, Huey. Was in the beginning of the season was with the government working with the government, right. and Now he's full on with with the boys. the boys again. They still have
0: to go after. Butcher's is going to
2: die. Butcher's
0: going to die, but they still got to go after the head popper Victoria Newman. They never stopped her.
2: They didn't stop her. No, she
0: could be the big next big threat. And like, if, is Soldier Boy going to go after her? Is he going to need the boys' help? You think Soldier, Soldier Boy? Is Boy is I mean Homeland.
2: What do you keep saying the keep name I'm getting confused. <laughs>
0: Homelander is going to want to take her out because she's probably no. You know, she's no, on his they, side they, now. Uh,
2: they no. made it a business that's arrangement. True. That's why that's Homelander true. told the Deep to get her get do that. Right, right, right. I mean that's possible, but that's not that's not the conclusion I would come to today.
0: And what happened to Stan Edgar? Is he ever going to be back in the? He's picture? He's in jail. To try to get back his position.
2: He's in. He's, he's probably in jail. in jail until, and he's not going to be back in the picture unless they get rid of the head popper. That's true. Nadia, right? Yeah, is that Nadia.
0: Her or that's a yeah. real name. Victoria Newman is the other
2: name. Victoria yeah, Newman, Nadia, Nadia. Yeah. So
1: what do you think? Okay, so right now you've got the Vice President of the United States that is going to cover up for Homelander and Vought.
2: Yeah, I would say you have Vought and Homelander, yeah, something and like that. And
1: they're working, Vought is working on uh, this Compound V, this 24-hour V, right? This yeah. M-
2: well, I don't and- know if they're still working on it, but because of the fact that it was not good
1: yeah it was yeah you know, kills people after five uses right. it, but they could use it five times that's
2: pretty good <laughs>
1: you <do some> damage. <laughs> they, got, they got they got five days they could fuck shit up yeah. you can do a lot in five days so i mean the army might still be like hey we can use this yeah they could still try to push it to the military right but yeah so uh, i'm wondering what vat is going what's happening with Vot? like they're unraveling there's a lot of shit coming out there's these uh un- civil unrest happening yeah, this, they- yeah, the
0: public is split. Oh, my God. He made actually take off her wig. That was really demeaning.
2: But She doesn't have cancer. She's just stressed, yeah, she's right? She's just
0: pulling her hair out. That's what I was confused. I was like, why does she have hair? Because they show us always she's pulling her hair out. She saw that Maeve is alive and decided to delete the video at the end also. So I thought that was interesting. But
1: the, She's starting to show some cracks yeah, in her loyalty. Yeah,
0: there's going to be a lot of damage control there. Uh, so a lot of places this could go for next season. And, and you know satisfying battles we got we got to see all the boys against homeland uh, against Soldier Boy, you had three on one people pairing off. Holy shit, they showed us a lot. Any other season three highlights for you guys? I mean, of course, I feel like HeroGasm episode was probably like the best episode. Termite in the penis, you're never gonna <laughs> forget that.
1: Yeah, Seth. Herogasm Seth was Rogen the on the video call. Seth
0: Rogen on <laughs> Crimson Countess's video call is also pretty good. A train killing blue hawk sticks out to me. That was a fucking crazy moment. Oh yeah, that was a really fucking
2: grind. I mean, the first dad. time butcher has powers. Oh yeah,
0: and he kills uh, Th- that other guy.
2: Yeah, yeah There
1: was a lot of over the top gore. Yeah, in this uh, season,
2: Billy well, powers. Billy's powers making him become naked every time he uses them.
0: Or Huey, yeah, Huey,
2: yeah, snapping yeah. it out now. Now I'm doing what you're doing and confusing <laughs> How the fucking Kimiko names. About
0: Kamiko killing with. The seven inspired dildos in uh, oh, yeah, that I one. About fucking, that. That, was that, was that was
2: amazing. That was
1: amazing. That was amazing. Soldier Boy's first. There's thing. a lot of that. Ha- Is that a, You think every, in everything, everywhere, all at once? There was, like, a, lot there was dild- dildo yeah, a lot of dildos. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of dildos
0: in that movie too. It's a trendy thing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's something that's going on right now. It just happens. Everybody ends up doing it at the same time. The
0: deep eating that octopus was also fucking just disturbing and great. That was fantastic. Oh, a- great remember, season. Remember a train soda commercial where he does the fucking Kylie Jenner uh, commercial. Oh, yeah. With the Pepsi
1: with the putting the, the against the soldier or the cops. Oh, what about mother's milk and his fucking wife married to that dork?
0: Yeah, that, I mean, and that, you know, that's the guy who started <laughs> cheering right at the end after yeah. so- soldier boy killed that. I mean, Homelander guy. Oh, I'm um, an idiot. And I was like, "Oh shit! This guy is is raising mother's milk's daughter." Um, there was also the death of Supersonic. Remember Supersonic? That was kind of shocking. Oh yeah, that's and when um, Homelander kills yeah. him. Yeah, and he just shows her Starlight the body on the roof.
2: There was a me- yeah, there was a lot, a lot of good stuff. I mean, even the, the the cliffhangers or Starlight at the end of I think HeroGasm just was like. I'm just gonna go on Instagram Live and just tell the truth that was great. out everyone. Or when she when she turns the table on Homelander and Homelander's like admitting to all this stuff and she's like, tell that to the ninety seven million followers. <laughs> oh, yeah. been. Streaming it. He's like he's gotta like pivot real quick. There's so many I'm I mean, surprised they just he didn't Like
1: just fucking snap her neck right there.
2: Like, well, he wasn't at that point yet. I think if he saw her now, yeah. he would do it. Yeah, now he's he though. was still like he, when he blazers the guy at the end of the episode he's like nervously looking around like oh fuck did i lose it in front of these people am i how are they going to react and then they start reacting and he like slowly starts to like laugh and smile cuz he's like oh fuck yes i didn't i didn't fuck this up for myself i can still be loved
0: well i feel like that's a direct kind of commentary on that trump's line back in during the uh campaign 2016 where he's like i could shoot someone on 5th avenue and you'd still vote for me like, his whole turn, like, he was like George Bush in the second season, and then they made him Donald Trump in the 30s. Uh, but the way that they reflect reality and satire and just take it over the top is so fucking good. Like, just sharp writing, sharp performances, good fucking shocking cliffhangers. Over Yeah, just an amazing show. How about the deep wanting the threesome with his wife and the octopus? That was also great.
2: You would think that was she, great.
0: And she almost does it, and she's like, nope, I'm out. The minute the octopus touches it. Oh, so many great scenes. He's such
2: a weird guy. Oh, my God. The deep was weird. He's such a pathetic character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's great. But like in the best way, they write him that yeah. way. So you're like, wow, he's really fucking pathetic.
0: He's a boot wow. licker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before- he's a tenta licker. <laughs> he's a tentacle licker. He likes licking. tentacles. licks testes. tentacle uh, all right, before we rate the show, listener, I want to let you know, check out our T Public shop, jockitnerd.com slash shop. You can get fun T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, uh, tote bags, cell phone cases, all with our logo and Rugboy's face. Lots of fun designs. There's sales all the time. Check it out and adorn yourself with Jock and Nerd swag. Let's rate it. Anthony, what would you give this and uh, where would you put this in the three seasons? I think you already kind of mentioned it.
2: I don't remember what I rated the first two seasons, so keep that in mind. Also, this season's very fresh. The other two seasons happened, and I don't remember every single detail of every <laughs> season I've watched. I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10, nice. and it's the best season of the boys. Nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, Rugs, what about you? 8.5. Very good. Very, very good. It, do you like it the best out of the three? Do you think it's getting better? I think they're... Uh, they're I actually like the first two seasons were great. So I mean I, I like them all. Yeah, I think that that the quality's better. Um, they, as I said, they know what they're doing. They're they're doing these things that are kind of like what we're going to talk about in the next movie, yeah. where they kind of the tone doesn't hold throughout. They're able to still keep intensity and drama, and, and still have comedic moments, and still have gross out like like ludicrous things like people fucking octopuses and shit, like. Like and, but it's still dramatic and it's still compelling. You don't check out uh when you're watching this. There it's is very
0: good. There's a confidence, a consistency, and definitely a balance. They know what the fuck things, they're doing. Right. I'm with you guys. I will give all I love all the seasons. They're all nines, but I feel like every season it got better and better. I would say this is the best season, but absolutely nine out of the ten. One of the best fucking superhero shows or just shows period to come out in a long time continues to blow me away what is next they are working on a spinoff called the boys presents varsity about a superhero college and apparently the story the timeline runs parallel to season three so you may see some of the boys characters in uh varsity whenever that comes out but i think they got picked up for a season four i believe early on uh and it will be back very good. All right. Let's take a quick break here. Play some promos. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about Thunder. And we're going to talk about the new Thor movie right after this. After these messages, we'll be
2: right back. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. That is by far my favorite because it's also character-driven, and the stakes are high, and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially
1: important video games of the past 10 years.
2: Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week, or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on over 30 more podcast outlets. Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Aisla. And together we are the hosts of the Bycurian Podcast. Bicurian is our answer to the polarizing culture we live in. Tired of feeling under siege and looking for ways to get involved? Then come be a part of a different way of thinking. Everything from politics to geek culture to current events that polarize us as a society, we explore multiple ways of looking at things. Please check us out at Bycurian.com and follow us on your favorite social media platform of choice.
1: Doc.
0: Listener, if you enjoy the Jockin' Nerd podcast, you should join the Jock and Nerd fan club. Visit jockinnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockin' Nerd! And you can support the show monthly, annually, give us a little bit of money, give us a lot of money. There's no limit to what you can give to show your support, and we appreciate everyone. All goes back into the show. You do get things on certain tiers. Everyone gets access to an exclusive podcast feed with bonus content For example, uh, Anthony and I sent in our Thor Love and Thunder instant reactions right out of the theater. Uh, Those are fun to do. They're sometimes very hard because you're still processing. But, hey, it is what it is. Uh, Also, you can join us for our Discord hangout. We do a monthly Patreon-only Discord hangout. Uh, Right now, it is still scheduled for Thursday, July 21st, 8 p.m. Central Time. That is next week. Still on the books. And there's a You Pick a Tier where you can choose a movie, any movie, for us to watch and review. Lots of fun stuff over at the Patreon. Lots of bonus content. Join it today. Okay. Let's get to our other big review. It's Thor Love and Thunder. Here is your spoiler alert.
1: Before we get started, does anyone want to get out?
0: To be spoiled. This is the 29th film... In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, 20, wow. Wow. 29 and Thor becomes the first character to get a four-quill. You got a fourth movie to get a four. What is that? There's a, a trilogy A four. I don't know what you call it. A quartetology? A quadology. It's a quartet of Thor movies. On Rotten Tomatoes, Thor Love and Thunder is sitting at 67% tomato meter. Ooh.
1: this is <laughs> That's
0: low. 6.6 out of 10, 81% is the audience rating. Still considered fresh. Still considered fresh. Just barely hanging in there. Uh got to be over 60 to be oh, fresh. Oh, it's 60. Okay. That's fine. All right. It's like a passing grade makes it fresh. Sure. Okay. That's the Rotten Tomatoes. Budget-wise, this thing has a whopping budget at $250 million. That's a fucking big budget. Uh, here's what it opens to opening weekend. And before I tell you, for comparison... The first Thor movie opened to $65 million. Thor The Dark World opens to $85 million. Thor Ragnarok opens to $122 million. Thor Love and Thunder opens to $143 million. Oh, shit. Making it the highest opening weekend for any Thor movie. Does not beat Doctor Strange's opening, which is still crazy. Multiverse of Madness, $187 million. But with I that, thought it would beat it, but yeah, we thought it would. And does this kind of settle the question of who is more popular? I don't know.
2: No, I don't know about that.
0: Yeah, there's different factors involved, but Ooh. I find it interesting that that Multiverse of Man is 187 million. I did not expect that. Uh, this 143 million makes it the third highest opening weekend of this year, 2022, behind Multiverse of Man and Jurassic World Dominion, just beat it out at like 145. And it is the 12th best opening for a Marvel Cinematic Universe title. Of course, it opens at number one, just like every movie I think is on track. They still are keeping their streak of number one openings. Returning to direct this, Taika Waititi, who did Ragnarok, and is written by Taika Waititi and Jennifer Caton Robinson. A story loosely based on two Thor runs in the comics by Jason Aaron. Two very good runs. Uh-huh. Now, having said that, Anthony, what happens in Thor, Love and Thunder? And it's under two hour runtime here.
2: Thor, Love, and Thunder is about Thor. Oh, it is? Yes. That's good. And he is on an adventure with the Guardians of the Galaxy to begin the movie, and they come across they come across this this being, this person called Gore the God Butcher that is slaughtering gods. And Thor decides he needs to stop this person before he slaughters him. And in the midst of trying to do that, there is another Thor who in the trailers we've already been kind of spoiled on is Jane Foster, the mighty Thor. She makes an appearance and that kind of throws a wrench into everything that uh, Thor's world has been this thus far.
0: Uh, The cast, of course, you know who's in this. Returning Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Christian Bale as Gore, Tessa Thompson returning as Valkyrie, Taika Waititi as Korg, Russell Crowe as Zeus, Jamie Alexander as Sif, and then all the Guardians. I'm not going to read their names. You know, they're in it for like 10 minutes. Anthony, let's start with you. What were your expectations going in? Do you have any theater stories? What'd you think coming out of this?
2: No, no theater stories. I mean, I did see it Thursday, then I saw it Sunday. The, oh you saw the, it twice i've seen it twice the Ooh. thursday crowd is always a fun crowd to go yeah, with yeah the sunday crowd is always a strange crowd because it's much like kids and older people <laughs> yeah. that don't react to anything and, well, like half the time it's like little kids talking weird yeah it's just a it's just a completely different experience in terms of reaction to the movie um so yeah no theater stories my expectations going in i remember watching ragnarok and coming out of ragnarok being like man that it wasn't my favorite movie and I've grown to kind of appreciate what Taika did with Ragnarok, but I, I was so thrown off by the tone that I, I just, I didn't, I didn't love it when I walked out. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I, like I said that I have, I do appreciate what he's done. So I went into this one with a completely different expectation of I'm ready for the silliness. I'm I'm ready for all of that. And I kind of, I didn't peek at the reviews, but I did see the score and I saw like there was some divisiveness in the reviews So I went in with the expectation of let's just see what happens. I'm not gonna read the reviews or anything. And I don't know if you'd listened to my instant reaction, but I did. You did, I'm sure you did, because you listened to everything. And I saw it I did see it twice, like I mentioned, and I I have the same opinion. I I loved this movie. I thought it was awesome. Oh. I had a great time with it. I thought I think it's better than Ragnarok. Wow. I think I think it has I think it doesn't undercut its serious moments like Mm. Ragnarok Mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. I think there's enough heart in here having i'm sure we all have family members or friends that have dealt with cancer i felt like that was all very real to me yeah I, I could i could relate to a lot of that stuff and i think that that added in with i knew right off the bat gore's intentions like i think that first scene with gore is great in accepting exactly who the heck character is and why he wants to be do the things he's doing and you throw in the i was expected for the silliness and i enjoyed all of the silliness i thought at times it was almost a parody like spaceballs type film but I didn't mind it. Yeah. So I enjoyed everything. I didn't I didn't think the tones clashed. I thought everything worked for me and I, I really enjoyed the film.
0: Wow. All right. Wow. All right, Rugs.
1: Uh what's your take? I disagree. That's a surprise. I understand where Anthony's coming from yes. and I it, look. Let's not bullshit. Like it was funny. It was a funny movie. It yes. had funny parts. Like, yes. Russell Crowe fucking, to me, <laughs> stole the whole entire movie. That's hilarious. Like, his fucking scene made me laugh out loud most of the time. Like, that th- that whole thing was hilarious to baby me. Baby kicks. Oh, what's the baby kicks? At that You're point, I had been... <laughs>
0: his Greek accent is phenomenal.
1: At that point in time, I had already been softened up by, like, you know, nonstop barrage of, like, fucking just you know, all over the place humor, and I was like, all right, well, let's settle in here, and, you know, and then all of a sudden, Russell Crowe shows up, and uh, kind of, like, at the perfect time, and um, and manages to, you know, steal a couple of scenes, so, um, yeah, it was a funny movie, it was enjoyable in that way, but I did not like it more than Ragnarok, um, I do think it was v- the tones, like, if you look at, like, what Christian Bale's doing... He's in a completely shoot, different movie. He's in a completely different film. And as soon as they go to the god, you get to the part where he, he sees the god. Yeah. And the god is, like, in this silly fucking thing. And I'm like, oh, my god. Like, <laughs> you're kind of, like, killing this great buildup here. And I think it's, you know, you're supposed to subvert expectations. But for me, I hate that shit. And... Uh, just like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, the sophomore effort, I think, is way weaker than the first effort. Guardians is way better than Guardians 2 for me. Now, I know that people don't share that opinion, and that's fine. Like, I don't expect people to to have the same opinion as me, but I do think that if this movie wasn't Thor, and it was just another character movie, like, another different, like, no one would, like, people would not be as along for the ride because we've been kind of, you know, we've been kind of Learn to expect this and be like, okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm expecting this now, so I'm okay with it. But at the same time, I don't think it was balanced enough. I think it was like, there was, it was out of whack to me. Like, the, like when they did the goat joke for the millionth time. The goat screaming. I was like, "Dude, show some restraint." We already heard it thirty times. The goats made me laugh. Like every it's not time funny. Though. It I stopped. being why. funny like a half hour ago. <laughs> there, like, was so, like, ah! there was a lot of goat screaming. It was a like, lot, but I, I enjoyed it every
2: time. They made yeah, me crack so up I every time. I just thought it
1: was a little bit too much. Um, now I'll say this: like you had, it's a bunch of silliness bookended by, you know. The God Butcher story and Jane Foster's, like, you know, life and death story. But at the same time, that actually negates the weight of both of those things because you know, you're watching a fucking comedy and, and, and you, you know, you're not going to feel those things don't have as much impact uh, when I'm watching something like it. It saps the strength of, of those, those, those serious things. You know, it's like watching like, a cancer movie with Will Ferrell in it. Like, it's like, you're not going to take it seriously. You're just not going to. And so having it there is kind of like, Oh, like, yeah, you know, it's weird. Um, so it just felt out of place, but um, I could see having a good time with it and laughing. I did laugh. So I'm not saying it's a complete, but I do think they spent a lot of money to make a comedy. I, feel like it's a, million that is, I I would fucking hate to be the person that worked tirelessly to make all of this great stuff for it to be just like a comedy. That's a
0: good point. A comedy should not cost two hundred and fifty. Yeah, it's just dollars. a lot
1: of money to spend on a comedy. It's like a really a lot. It just you know, it just didn't need like those scenes where like Matt Damon and that other guy, who the fuck that guy is, I don't yeah, know. It's
0: Liam uh, Hemsworth, Liam like <laughs> Sam Neill, and Matt Damon. <laughs> like that's what the money Melissa McCarthy. Be.
1: Uh, so yeah I just feel like it was a lot of money it was overblown uh, spent money on the comedy it was like the most expensive comedy ever made it
0: is probably the most expensive comedy ever made so look coming out of this my thoughts right now I'm kind of in between you guys maybe leaning a little closer to rugs I thought it was funny I laughed out loud multiple times it was silly I also went in going okay I'm in give me a silly slapstick zany fucking thing it does deliver on that it's quite colorful Uh, You know, there's some beautiful shots. I like the Guns N' Roses the first time. I don't know about the fourth time. There's a lot of Guns N' Roses in the movie. Um, And Bale does an amazing job. I even think, uh, uh, what's her name? Natalie Portman does a great job. The closure on her character is kind of nice and fitting. Like, she is an important character to thor and and like the goats cracked me up russell crow cracked me up but i did find it a little bit unfocused a little bit messy a little bit totally jarring and maybe he's trying to do a little bit too many things uh all at once but it does it ends with heart in a weird place that i didn't expect it to end um and you get some crazy things like you get eternity like i don't know we're gonna see fucking eternity in a fucking movie that was crazy uh, so, uh, yeah, overall it was like, it was funny. I don't, I, I think Ragnarok is maybe a little more focused, better movie. Cause he has like a, a hilarious, like uh, Mark Ruffalo and Hulk to bounce off of there. And I think that really helps him, uh, which is kind of missing here. Um, but it, it just felt like a inconsequential, like little side, like z- zany comedy sitcom chapter. Of the MCU. It's not like, uh, almost
1: like Deadpool-ish, almost. To a point.
0: Almost because, but like what you said, Anthony's right, it almost becomes a parody of itself, which is not a bad thing if you do it right. I think maybe Taika didn't have control over balancing no, he did. the tone. Yeah, you don't, don't. don't. I
1: he, 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 that's that's what he meant to do. No, he is. I,
0: okay. I would have pawned okay. that
2: off. That's, that's his movie. Okay. He wrote it. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. He directed yeah, it. Yeah, that's what he meant. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He, I mean, there's, there's stuff coming out where people are like, release a Taika cut because there's like footage, but he even came out and said, there's no fucking way I'd ever release. He doesn't a cut, a like cut. director's cuts. He said, no, but yeah, yeah
0: so Natalie Portman said there were scenes with, uh, the grandmaster with tree, more scenes with her and Thor sounds like, and Lena Hetty was, uh, cast and then cut. And now her like agents are suing her cause she got cut from the movie. It's some crazy story, but it sounds like there was a lot of things cut and maybe some of it could have went back in. I don't know because, you're doing these two storylines i felt the jane foster thing while impactful felt a little rushed
2: all of a sudden let me counter it okay you say that's unfocused you've got the dichotomy of gore the god butcher praying to the gods and them never coming through for him right yet you got natalie portman praying to the gods and they help her out and they give her a reprieve Mm -hmm. right yeah so that storyline actually does tie in that way then you throw in the fact there's the subtext of, there's first off the text on the page where does God exist or not? Right. Right. But then there's a the subtext of... Don't you of, think it's
1: weird that they do a story about gods and Jesus and Muhammad are not fucking involved? They're not gods, any the of prophets, that's not I god's. mean, whatever, the point, no, well, you pray to Jesus if you're, if you're okay. Catholic, okay. You okay. All right. Yeah,
2: so, well, the, I mean, they don't, I mean, they, they, they throw they in all the other gods.
1: They, they kind of leave out the major God that, like, most people, uh, you know, involved with. It's kind of weird. Just It just felt like it was, it, it felt like a, 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 not about gods in that way. Because well, because
2: we, there's, there's the subtext of it's not actually, it couldn't be, you can interpret it as gods, but you can also interpret it as the people that actually run the world are just using us for their own benefit yeah they're the people that make the decisions in government they don't care about you they actually don't give a fuck about you they're just eating on top of the mountain while the rest of us work every day to try to make it to please the man but we actually don't and that's what i think he's really going after is the the gods are there is the gods but it's actually the everyday people that the 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 people at the top of the ladder that run everything.
0: Okay, that's don't a, give a fuck about you. That's a theme, but also the theme of this movie is like love and relationships and family, 100%. right? But that's yeah, like no, two, that, you got that, two big things going on
2: there. You, got, you can have multiple themes going on. There's also there's also the theme of Thor doesn't actually know what he's living for because everything that in his life, but he always that seems to dies. never know who he is. Yeah, like
1: in why every is he an movie, idiot? How many times are going to do that? <laughs> why is he an idiot? I gotta again?
2: find myself
1: like every time.
2: Well because every time he finds himself that person that he cared about goes away. Yeah, so they die, I guess. So he's got to always look for something and what he's grounded himself in is love. Yeah. Which is Natalie Portman and he realizes that was Natalie Portman's character but I ran away from that. Yeah. Well, yeah. because I didn't want. I didn't know that I wanted that at that time.
1: So like the etiquette at the end, you felt that that was that was, that was, a, that was a good ending?
2: Oh yeah, that was great. So
0: the ending being <laughs> Uh, Gore is at eternity, and uh, Thor convinces him, instead of wishing to kill all the gods, wish to have your daughter come back, and he does, and the daughter's there, and then Gore dies, and he's like, take care of my daughter, and Thor's like, okay, and now they're a pair. That's his actual daughter, by the way, India. This is his real daughter. India Hemsworth. A lot of their kids were in this movie, which is kind of cool. Portman's, Hemsworth's, Ytt's, uh, but now she's love, he's thunder, Okay, all right, they're a duo, like that. Was, I, I mean, it was, it was, it was heartfelt like why does she touching, have god powers? This, I don't know. Stormbreaker, he's Stormbreaker.
2: I mean, maybe I don't know.
0: Okay, <laughs> uh, the other thing <laughs> I well, do appreciate. I mean, at this
2: point, if you're you're questioning that, Natalie Portman shouldn't have had god powers.
0: She was worthy because he enchanted and, and, in, and in a yeah, scene prior, he gives all the kids the
2: Yulner. And in the scene prior, he gives all these kids temporary god powers. That
0: reminded me of, like, uh, yeah, Which I thought was a, actually a
2: funny-ass scene.
0: Yeah, really, yeah. It reminded me of the sh- end of Shazam, where the Marvel family uh, It reminded
2: goes, me exactly of that, and I yeah. loved that.
0: It was great, but I was like, oh, he can do this now? All right. Get the fucking kids. When did they train? It's fine. Whatever. I like Heimdall's son. I like that. was That shit was cool. Askel. <laughs> uh, As- a- Axel. Axel. It's like, Axel. No, I'm, uh, I'm not Axel.
2: He's, always, he's like, Astrid. He's like, no, I'm Axel. Astrid, no. yeah.
0: But uh, that was a cool kind of connection and setup. I do also appreciate, look, with Jane Foster and Gore, they both have these things that are helping them, but also killing them from the inside, right? There's that parallel with him with the sword. Right. And her with Molinier. With Mjolnir. And I love yeah. how she could control the pieces. Like, that was a new oh, power.
1: What about the, the fucking jealous... Uh, okay, that hammers. was yes.
0: That was also funny, but maybe <laughs> done a little bit one too many times.
1: Yeah, this is, like you know. I love that slowbreaker. was jealous though. It, it's fucking it, hilarious. It, 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 I, I can't.
0: I couldn't jump on board a lot with a lot of it. But then it was he's just like, "Kuchi like, kuchi, Yo, you are a good boy." and He pours beer on the fucking thing. Uh. I'll, I'll
2: give you that. Lynn, <laughs> that he Taika does not. Once he gets rolling on something, yeah. he's he, he's the type of guy, sort of like Emron Tried to tell the same joke twenty five times.
0: Pounded into the ground.
2: He's a joke pounder yeah. for sure.
0: It's called a callback. That's all. It's callbacks. <laughs> I mean, I loved Thor riding the hammer in the air. That was like that quick shot was also kind of funny. There's little a lo- funny
2: moments. There was a little funny, like the the scene where the the guy runs up the the blue people and he's like, "God of disaster." <laughs> After he did, destroyed his temple, <laughs> he destroys their temple. <laughs> this was a beautiful oasis.
0: <laughs> he's like, sorry about your temple. He's like, I don't really I mean, want to talk the, about the, that right now. He,
2: he, or Chris Hemsworth Van Damms those two
0: fucking <laughs> that, That's great. And I mean his comedic <laughs> fucking abilities on full display, right? He still nails all the funny shit. But if I read I was reading reviews afterwards and if I hear someone another himbo, if I see that word again,
2: everybody uses that word. He's a himbo. Uh and uh, you know, I, I mean I, I definitely see Rugs' point. I would just say for a lot of the reviews I saw, I was like, what did you walk into? What did you think you right, were walking into? Right.
1: Oh, you knew it was well, going Yeah, to like look, that's the thing. Like Guardians of the Galaxy number one had it. Uh, it did a lot of the same things. It just had a little bit more restraint, and sure. you were able to appreciate. Like you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is about family, finding family, you know, and uh, from all, all over the place, and, and and creating your own family, and that's kind of a serious thing, and you it, you, you can get into feelings about it. And if it goes too crazy, it goes too outside, then it's hard to connect. And I felt like when they tried to do the father thing, it didn't work. And I was like, no, they, 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 whatever they did in the first movie that made me feel like I can, that they didn't do it in the second one. And I feel like the same thing happened here. They just went, I I mean, the good news is that Christian Bale and Natalie Portman both had strong uh writing. Like and, enough story there to bolster it, but then everything in the middle seemed weak to me. Um, so, yeah. So you're not I feel like they the just blew. They, they, <laughs> they blew through a lot of. They blew through a lot of it really
2: quickly. You say is- one. You say uh, one more comment about this movie, and <laughs> you, you're not invited to the
0: orgy.
2: <laughs> 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 here, here's a here's something. Did you guys not enjoy the the aesthetic of them going to the Shadowland? That was great. And it turning into this dark like place, but like. The magic lights them up a little, and then they're fighting on, like, the world has, like, a weird gravity where they're fighting along the sides of it. I thought the way they shot no, that was, was awesome. That was
0: beautiful. Every time Gore shows up. I was
2: like, I literally haven't seen this in a Marvel movie where they've done that. Where they, and I was like, okay, it kind of makes sense. They black and whited everything out because this is the shadow. It's the lab. shadow realm. Yeah. and The shadow realm. His, realm sorry. His,
0: his orange glowing eyes. Every time he shows up, he's fucking creepy. He looks awesome. He's well lit. And the guy was just fully committed to this like, role it was amazing
2: i felt like bale was like when i was watching i went he watched i felt like he's like going after and doing his own little heath ledger in that a moment. little bit
0: a little like bit when he's
2: when he's got them in the like tied up yeah And he's called the axe yeah and he's like talking and he's like, and he like laughs. he's just like yeah he's going he's going full villain i was like bale you don't even need to be doing this type of stuff anymore but you are that's great
0: I fucking laughed when the goats were pulling the ship towards the plan, the the mountain planet. You can tell how big it was and then just like slam into it. Like it's right there and you weren't expecting it. Oh, no, it's small. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> tiny and they just like slam into it and fall down it was, and you hear the goats scream. But all that shit was gorgeous. The
2: way it was done was very beautiful. Even the way they like those fight scenes the way they're shot. Yeah. It uh, you can kind of you can tell what's going on and just the way his powers are interacting with the the planet I just I was like this is really nicely shot
0: yes well good art direction well you know and well executed uh, I just I found the ending a little anticlimactic though also maybe I agree yeah uh, a bit. you know, which
2: part the uh when he the eternity stuff yeah just when he gets to eternity
0: and he convinces him to just wish for his daughter but I get- see
2: I didn't just because I I enjoyed him giving the kids the powers yeah. I thought that was a badass scene. I liked when Natalie Portman shows up yeah. and you're like, Oh, she's she's, she she's be sacrificing yep, herself. Yep. I like her going, I'm the mighty Thor, I'm Doctor Jane Foster, eat my hammer and then the <laughs> the sacrifice at the end. Right? Yeah. It was like I, I for me it built up well, I can see how you wouldn't like it. If you especially if you weren't on board throughout the entire movie that to that point, you're not gonna like that. But I felt like every those beats yeah. all were like these are exactly the beats I wanna see in a big time superhero mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, she is the reason he's worthy. You know, she's a very important character to him. So
1: that was the closure. Was that good. was that was some good – there's some good writing in here. Like when it decides to show up, it's there. Like when Thor says, like you know, uh, you're the reason I was worthy. I, when I met you, I wasn't, and then through knowing you, I became worthy. And that that's, that's yep, poignant. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So there yep. is there is moments there are moments of good writing.
0: And I do kind of like how it starts with the death of this one child and it ends with the resurrection of the child, you know, kind of coming full circle. Uh, let's real talk about those post credit scenes real quick. You think Zeus is dead because Thor threw a fucking thunderbolt right through his chest. He's not dead. Not only that, he calls on his buddy Hercules, who you see for a quick second, played by Brett Goldstein, who is Roy fucking Kent. That's on it. Ted Roy Lasso. Kent. I was like, oh shit, is that Roy Kent? Uh, And then that was the first one. And then the second one, we finally see Idris Elba's Heimdall welcoming Jane Foster to Valhalla. And I know a lot of people had a problem with this, but this happens in the comics. They have let in other people into Valhalla. I don't have a problem with this. Her story may be not done then.
1: But uh, Sith
0: was not in Valhalla. Oh, she that part was away. hilarious. I, Her arm is. Uh, yes, I love when he's like, uh, "Actually, you're not gonna make it in Valhalla. You gotta die during the fight. You kind of survived." And she goes, "Oh shit!" And he's like, "Your arms in Valhalla." But uh, I don't know about the rest of you. Like that was kind of fu- <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, that was a funny line.
2: Yeah, I, the line though the stuff that Hercules or um, sorry Zeus is saying before to Hercules is actually like very. What does he say? He's basically like because of these superheroes no one even gives a shit about us anymore like they don't oh, care right. about, the, about gods. the gods the yeah, gods yeah. now are these superheroes yeah. these heroes. so we have to kind of show them that we're still the shit
0: so he's gonna be going after them And i think hercules initially was kind of like a bad guy to the avengers when he first was introduced uh so they got that to look after
1: marvel's got like a god problem i think there's don't so many think? gods in
0: this phase, right? Right now, I don't know why they decided to add so many gods all of a sudden. Well,
1: there's it's a lot one of gods. thing if they're not gods, but the Celestials were there. But the
0: Celestials were there, and didn't Odin say that the Asgardians aren't gods? I thought they were supposed to be aliens, or they were trying. Yeah. all they changed. All that they don't care anymore.
2: No, it's not bad. It's like th- there's. It's the people admire these people as gods, but they're not really gods. Just like they admire now are admiring superheroes as gods, but they're not gods either.
0: Right? It's yeah, it's modern mythology kind of stuff. But yeah, do I? I could have used. Did we want anybody want a little more of Gore, the God Butcher, or was it balanced? Valkyrie didn't get shit all to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, there could have been more gore. I I think that
1: yeah, that could have been there could have been more gore, but um,
2: it probably would have less silly the movie. Yeah, let let. Taking the like made Tyka not have his all his fingerprints all over and like reined him in a little more. So it could have made the movie a little bit more well rounded to more people. Mm. Mm.
1: The idea of a God butcher, right? Yeah you can do that so badass if you wanted to. Like you have like in a way, in the beginning when Christian Bale's walking with his daughter and, and there is no God answering him. That's kind of like, oh, God doesn't exist because someone has butchered him. And, like, everything goes to shit because the God is not there. Why would you care if gods were butchered? You don't. So it's like they kind of have this thing that's happening. And you shouldn't care that it's happening because gods suck. They they didn't do anything. Let them all die. Right. Who cares if they die? And then you have, like, these other gods, like like Thor, that they're, they're the good gods, but they're not gods. It's like it's, it doesn't make sense, but whatever. But like they, they if they would have just tweaked it a little bit, I think it would have it would have it would have hit a little bit. better. I would have
0: loved to see him kill maybe a few more gods. How many gods did he kill? Actually, we saw him kill one, and then that was there was a video but of distress. It, if it had
1: some impact, oh like, yeah, like, it was
0: those distress calls. Yeah,
1: but it would yeah it would have had more impact. Nah, it's fine. It was like they they get there and there's this big dead thing that looks like Godzilla, and it's like he was such a nice god. That was a
0: straight Galigard from the Yeah, a very kind God, That yeah. was from a straight from the comic book panel. I love Korg in this, but also he could maybe a little bit more. He's funny. He gets shattered, becomes a face. I guess that's funny. But I always love Korg, and you see Meek. Meek was back.
1: Yeah, Meek is think- drawing pictures. Yes, drawing. Uh, drawing uh, notes, takes minutes. minutes. Those are the minutes. Yeah. 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 minutes.
2: <laughs> do you, would you do you think you'll ever hold hands above a hot lava spring? And yeah, we, a rock we baby? see how
0: rock babies are born. <laughs> How
1: many I'm times
2: a, have, two have you
1: watched rock, rock Babies? Yeah. How like, many times have you watched Ragnarok after
2: you watched it? I've seen it only probably two or three times at most. I've seen it a couple times
1: after. Do you think? I think I've watched it maybe two or three times. I want to see this again.
2: I threw on Ragnarok the other day just to get like get a feel for the, not a feel for it, but just like revisit that movie and see if I like it more now that I've liked the Laura Love and Thunder. But I only watched the first twenty minutes. It was fun.
0: So this is yet another new start for Thor, basically. Where we leave no, he's on
2: an, Well, he's with the kid. Yeah, yeah. Where does the kid play into this? Everybody has
0: a kid now. Where do
1: you go with Thor now?
0: I don't know. Like now I, he's a dad. I Feel like you've done everything. Well, he's gonna fa-
2: clearly they're setting up Hercules as the next. Oh, one. right, 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 right. Or next thing, I think the where where you go with it is what. What's this mean? Uh, Russell Crowe was talking about where it's the gods are fighting now. Like the the gods are pissed off that they're getting forgotten by the superheroes.
1: Right, but that
2: almost because looked, of the superheroes. Excuse I me. feel
1: like if they made the gods more cool or more badass or or even seemed like like they were important, period, then it would mean something. But they like they're just hanging out there having orgies. The gods are silly well, fucks. Telling. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but that's well, the point. I mean, I'm not expecting like. Thor 5, if it's by Tycho Aditi, to be any more serious than the last two. If he so. even wants to do another one. He said he'll come back if Hemsworth comes back,
0: which he'll probably will. Well, Hemsworth but.
2: said he's gonna he would do this forever.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he'll milk this as long as he can. I don't see why. not. Uh, let me ask you one thing. With the budget, $250 million. How did the CGI look? Because there is this article that came out recently. It's a Reddit thread of former Marvel Studios VFX artists calling out Marvel for really tight deadlines and not spending enough time and uh, just uh, really bad working conditions Uh, and to the point where this one guy is like, I turned down any Marvel job now. Because I don't need the stress, and
1: to Imagine some extent, being worked to the bone and like yeah. abused for this movie.
0: Yeah, rushing, po- <laughs> right? Rushing post production, not making Oscar-winning
2: shit. Because here, the here.
1: only thing that I
0: thought the whole movie looked fantastic. I will throw a
2: lightning bolt through your chest it- if you <laughs> talk like that again. The <laughs> effects
0: look great. There was one part that noticeably bugged me, and it's was It's when they're in Omnipotent City and they're walking down the street, and the Jane Foster Thor has her helmet on. And the helmet was like really badly superimposed on her face, like it just it real like I noticed it. I was like, "Oh, that does not look good." The rest of the shit looked great, but it's the two hundred fifty million dollar comedy. Shouldn't all of it look great? I don't know.
2: You, well, you can clearly now. This has been an issue for a little bit now with Marvels. Yeah. I can clearly yeah. see the reshoot scenes. Oh, sure. I know. I can tell when the background is a reshoot. And yeah. when it's not when they're on location and when they're not.
0: Oh, when they just cut something in in the back, huh? Uh yeah and this one had a lot of reshoots and a lot of things cut from the sound of it. Uh and I think like there was a concept art also came out that Russell Crowe was going to play like a dev- a devil like a mephisto originally and then they changed it to Zeus. Uh so it went through a lot of
1: changes.
0: But <laughs> I don't know.
1: The Zeus, character Zeus hilarious. was
0: hilarious. Like that was my fav- favorite some of my favorite parts were the goats the fucking Russell Crowe's accent. Uh and yeah the jokes
1: okay but my favorite part is yeah. when he goes he goes up to thor and he like tells him like look you, you're you, you can't do anything because you're gonna cause a panic but then like he goes back into like being you know playing the part i thought that was kind of funny
0: uh anthony other favorite moments from this movie before
2: we rate it everything no um let me see i know i'm in the minority. <laughs> with this with this movie and I, i'm actually surprised that i'm in the minority not with you guys but that the, most of the people didn't like this movie and i ended up liking it yeah that's i didn't like we- ragnarok that much that's crazy uh what nick are, furry I'm,
0: that's kind of funny the nick fury is nick fury, i liked I that funny. i
2: liked that he They. he was like jane fonda oh yeah he calls Jay- it jody foster. Jamie, jody uh, foster he gets <laughs> that's great uh i enjoyed what else did i enjoy
0: also jane was blipped if it's been eight years
2: yeah. If you work, so she was actually blipped. One criticism right. I do have, oh. and this has been a going thing for oh. a while. Yeah. is it's unfortunate, but it's part of the reason why they cut her out in in this, and then they brought her back. But unfortunately, Crimson Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman just don't have a lot of on-screen chemistry. I was
0: going to ask you, did you think their chemistry got better at it's all? A better, it it's a little better, but it's, it's not. It's not like. Bad. It's yeah. not
2: great. Like if you compare it to like the other mar- Marvel yeah. couples, Chris yeah. Evans Haley Atwell. Oh, yes. Beautiful chemistry. Uh, uh Robert Downey Jr and Gwyneth Paltrow. Absolutely. It's a good point. Um trying to think of like the other big ones. I mean but, like, Tom Hollins and Daya. Is that Yeah, Tom Hollins and Daya, Scarlet Witch and or, uh, uh Elizabeth Olsen and, and Paul, Paul Bettany. Bettany. Absolutely. And Like they're no, not at that level, no.
0: No, they're not. She can she seems a little aw- awkward sometimes. She looked great.
2: It historical. just seems like they're just not, they don't have, it's not, it's just, they don't have yeah. chemistry.
0: Which is part of, like, the reason it makes it harder to buy this whole, like, Jane, like the whole storyline of him getting her back, and I'm like, you guys don't even seem like you're into each other, really. That much? Jane? <laughs> Jane? <laughs>
1: Sounds like fucking Scooby-Doo and shit, it's fucking. Another thing is, like, Thor, like, <laughs> you get ass all over the universe, like, you know, it's just weird. Oh, his
0: wife's <laughs> in the movie, too. She was the wolf lady that, in the story, when he was telling them. But the pirate oh, yeah. lady and the wolf lady. He hooked up with a wolf lady <laughs> on top of a lady wolf. <laughs> on top of a lady wolf. It's so stupid and silly, but it's funny.
2: <laughs> oh, See that to the I like fully was like on the Spaceballs thing for yeah. it. And then when it got serious, I was like, okay, I can I can relate to this too. For what it's worth, I watched it with my mom, who's the not at all a Marvel like right. the most casual Marvel yeah. fans on Sunday and yeah. by the end she was tearing up. So, so it kind of
0: works as a standalone movie. I think they do a good enough job with that little Montage of their relationship and how it fell apart, and you can kind of—it's kind of standaloney. Uh, Dave Filoni? its kind of Dave Filoni. What was up with Bao the god of dumplings? Where is that from? Is that from a video game? What is that? Does anybody know? I think they made that up. No, the, like people were cheering when that came on. Like there was a huge reaction. Really? Yeah, and I was wow. like,
1: the fuck I don't is this? Know. It's just like an emoji. <laughs> well,
0: I think it's just an emo- emoji. Emoji like, people were like dumpling god. <laughs> I mean, it didn't make any sense.
1: I don't
2: know. Yeah, I mean, they do a lot of shit that really—it's really weird and those, doesn't take a ton of sense. And Thor has a lot of <laughs> Thor has some powers in here that if he would have just used these powers in the rest of the films, it would have completely ended all those other films. And I don't care. Sometimes he's more of an <laughs> idiot than other times. Sure, why not? He's I, he's, he's definitely written in he, he, Thor's character at this point is written how whoever the director yeah, how in you charge need a, of yeah. wants him to be.
0: He, but you know, in that sense, no, that's he's, fine. I don't care. He is a very, <laughs> but in that sense, he's a very flexible. This Thor they have made is a very flexible. Thor, like
2: you can kind of put him into all these different things. Clearly, he did the Van Damme splits, right?
0: And it still <laughs> works. And he's all serious and Shakespearean, you know, in the first one, and then he's oh, no, Well, he's that just, just didn't
2: work. Those first two films yeah. plus Age of Ultron, having him be Shakespearean, just it no, there wasn't a lot of people that were saying Thor was their favorite character, right? Right. So they had to change it up, and they Tyga went. Completely to the other side. Where by the by, this film, the Warriors Three have been dead, and they're going. Oh, and they killed that guy. That was and hilarious. Yes, remember that guy? Yes. Oh, remember yeah. that guy? <laughs> he
0: didn't even name him. He doesn't that guy.
2: Oh,
0: That's
1: was, that was well, okay. I, I want to make a little aside here. And nobody gives a shit about this guy. Um, a guy named Scott. He was the guy who owned the comic book store that I went to. Uh huh. He loved Thor. Yeah, that was For- his favorite character. Okay. He fucking hates these movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <And laughs> because there. it's yeah. just, he just doesn't think it reflects what, what he loves about the character. Yeah. So I could, and, and I think about that's at the back of my mind when I'm watching this too. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not a huge Thor fan because I'm not into Shakespearean shit. like and, and things like of that nature as much as like, you know, sci-fi shit, but like space magic, that's kind of almost sci-fi. So I, I can, they've, they've painted it, in the Marvel Universe is actually more But um Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like when I think about a guy like that, this is his favorite
2: character. I wonder if he loves these movies. And he does it. So, well, look, uh, well, you know what, Ruggs, though? You felt that way for about the last uh, few Spider-Man films. Yeah. You know how he feels. I was going to say, you that's like a Spider-Man. That's true. Yeah, that's it true. is like Spider-Man You guys can share that. Yeah, well, yeah. Tom well, Holland like, screwed, to me, screwed yeah, my Spider people Man. People love for Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah. Yep. people yep. do love it's Tom Holland. It's
0: kind of the same thing, and they're doing their own thing, which is fine. Look, more discussion that we had when we get to News from the Nation, comments from listeners. News from the Nation. But first, let's rate this. Rank it amongst the phase four movies so far, which are Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternal, Spider-Man Away Home, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and now Thor, Love and Thunder. Anthony, give me a number. Where do you put it in this phase? And then if you want to do overall.
2: Eight point five out of ten. Oh, no, I thought you were a ten. I almost went on a nine, but I, I had to hold. I had to show some restraint. I have it as a Phase Four film behind Spider-Man: No Way Home, and then this would be second. For me. Oh,
0: better you liked it better than the Doctor Strange,
2: huh? And Doctor Strange is uh, uh, I think fourth for me. Oh, okay. What's after Shang-Chi this? But- Shang Okay. Is, and then overall, I have it number nine.
0: Holy shit! Nine out of twenty-nine.
2: Yep. Wow, makes you top ten. Interesting. Makes my top ten again. Now these can change. Maybe yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll. Maybe I'm a victim of the moment. Yeah. But for now, this is where I'm at. Okay, rugs. What do you got? Where you put it? Oh, uh, score six
1: point five. Okay. Um, where is it? it? It's ahead of Guardians Two, which is almost to the bottom. Okay. So, I'm not gonna say this is as bad as Guardians Two. Yeah, I think Guardians Two is way worse, but um, I'm going to say it's probably like a few notches above Guardians Two, so it's in the bottom ten, but probably you know closer to the middle. Okay, and out of Phase Four movies, where uh, where does it land for you? In the middle, middle of the pack. In the middle, okay. Yeah, it made me laugh, so I'll give it that. Yeah, it wasn't boring. I wasn't bored. And that's the biggest sin you can make in a fucking Marvel movie. So there you go.
0: Now, look, overall, funny movie. I had a good time. It's silly. Maybe a little messy for me. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. It's good. It's good. Not great. Okay. And as far as phase four, I'm going to put Spider-Man No Way Home. Then I'm going to put Shang-Chi. And then this is kind of tied with the Dr. Strange. I mean, like Dr. Strange a little bit easier, more little bit. I don't know. I got to watch that one again i'd want to watch this one again and then overall mcu i don't know it's like lower middle
1: i don't like phase four to be honest with
0: you. well hold on we're gonna get into that as we get into news from the nation because that is something we do need to discuss the state of the mcu right now let's do some news from the nation it's time for news from the nation it's time for news from the nation
1: It stinks!
2: It stinks! It stinks! <laughs> oh, that was, that, was, that was like an accordion.
0: Yeah, that was that was like a whole composition. It, it's got I, a little... I call it <laughs> "Movement in Brown." <laughs> it's a juicy echo attached to that yeah. one. I liked it. Okay, so again, just like you said, Anthony comments. All over the place. This movie is, becomes quite divisive. It's very interesting. Ethan Cranford from Australia said, Great theater experience. I have no doubt that people would nitpick this film to death, but it kept me laughing and rather entertained for its runtime. Lisa Morrison says, First thing to make me laugh all week. Much like Ragnarok, it is not perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it is still entertaining. It doesn't matter. Glad Jane Foster got proper closure as a character. Rick Martinez says, good movie, but I got to say it had a little too much humor and children to make it great. Okay. Joshua Michael says, my review will borrow a line from the Chernobyl series, quote, not terrible, not great, but the soundtrack was awesome. So he's a Guns N' Roses fan. Here we go. John Belotti Jr., our admin of the group, says, second best Thor film. Highlights include The Guardians, The Goats, Jane, or rather Natalie Portman doing her best MCU work, Bale." eternity being introduced as a golem thing crow elsa pataki as the wolf woman and guns and roses the lows valkyrie korg didn't do much to set up the larger picture but that's a give or take anyway and still no goddamn beta ray bill oh shit. Well, yeah that's a sin <laughs> so a couple things here i do i think we can all agree that where do you think it's the second best thor film I, I can agree with that no you oh no you were gonna say it's the best <laughs> thor film aren't you yeah. for you it's definitely that, yeah. second best yeah okay uh, yeah, Rugs and I I will say second best. I agree. Uh, Beta Ray Bell, fourth Thor movies in. That would have been nice to have that introduced. Uh, I don't know. You can get over the next one. Okay, whenever that's coming out in the next fifteen years. I uh, then he also posted. I mean they no they they're not coming.
2: They didn't put it. They put it at the end of the credits. Thor will return. Thor will return. Yeah, but he's
0: back. Okay, he's coming back. okay, but this is a it's an issue with the larger MCU. Like they're setting up these movies for sequels that God knows when they're going to come out. It's fine. What's going to happen? I do want to, he said, did anyone else catch this? And he puts a screenshot of the neon sign, Cocktails and Dreams. Anthony, do you recognize where this is from?
2: The movie Cocktail?
0: It is from the movie Cocktail, yeah. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise's Cocktail. (laughs) It's a nice little weird touch. I mean, it had a great kind of like 80s space adventure vibe. I'll give it that. He did nail that. That's what he was going for. Joe Henry says, I laughed a lot watching the film. However, I feel like Natalie Portman and Christian Bale's characters needed some more screen time to build up their story arcs better. Plus, we're robbed of the scene where Jane first lifts the hammer. I'm not going to lie. Could have been better. Okay, I kind of agree with him. I kind of would have wanted to see Jane lift the hammer the first time. That would have been impactful. Anthony, what do you think? Was that necessary?
2: Uh, I didn't think about it. So, no, I don't really care. I mean, if they would have done it, it might have probably been a fun scene. But I did enjoy, even though it's spoiled in the trailers. Yeah, when she uses the hammer and all the pieces fly off. See, it. I didn't I catch that's cool that using it.
0: I didn't notice that in the trailer. Like I oh, couldn't really? tell that's what that was until I yep. saw the movie.
2: My Thursday night crowd went nuts when that. That happened. shit
0: is cool. Like I, that's a great power to have. But like, she just kind of fucking shows up already knowing how to use the shit. Oh, I'm like, all right.
1: okay.
2: Well, she has the power of Thor.
1: Yeah, I guess she
2: knows what that is. She, if you notice, she's taller. Yeah, when she's Thor, yeah, they they play up her muscles. Yeah. It's like she's imbued with Thor. Rugs
0: were those real muscles? What do you think? They were
2: inconsistent.
1: <laughs> well, she was getting bigger and smaller though throughout the movie. No, there's okay. Watch the movie, yeah, and then look at some scenes. Her arms are jacked, and some they're not. All right, all right. So either they're re- either it's a reshoot thing where they're yeah. reshooting, and she wasn't in the same shape. Yeah, or. You know, CG. All
0: right. Listener Sebi Ravi says, I became an instant Taika Waititi fan after Ragnarok, but I felt he leaned way too much into the humor this time. Kidnapping children and cancer are heavy themes, but this film barely treated any of it with any seriousness. Superhero movies work best when the humor is used as a break from the action, but here the action was used as a break from the humor. Ragnarok was much more successful in balancing the humor and the action. Thor sharing his powers with the kids at the end was also a head-scratcher. That creates all sorts of issues regarding why he never did that before or how he even knew he could do that. Also, just because the kids suddenly get superpowers doesn't mean they are instantly skilled at fighting monsters, but that's exactly what happened. Overall, a 7 out of 10 for me. It's a little nitpicky, but uh, I can see where he's coming yeah, from. Right. See where he's coming from?
2: The the, the part where the kid uh, is shooting la- oh, like, with the, a lightning the out bear? of the <laughs> bear, I thought was awesome. That was
0: funny. And he's like screaming, he's just like <laughs> oh, oh, oh. just fucking bowing him down. What do you think of the shadow monsters? I couldn't really see what they were.
2: Ah, uh, they were like s- spiders, like spiders, and you know, all sorts of weird shit. Couldn't see. I I thought I heard somewhere that like the kids. I mean, you don't really know what the hell Gore's powers really are. Yeah, but you know. It, is what it, it is. is what it is. I mean, he doesn't, you know, like I don't even know how he travels from one planet to another. But
0: oh, that was also never. inconsistent. Do you need the Stormbreaker to travel? But also, Valkyrie's horse can also use the Bifrost and the thing and the goats. And I was like, which is it? Why uh, the MacGuffin is uh, suddenly useless? I don't know. Michael Drickle says, Roy don't, fucking Don't, don't think Kent. about it. Don't think about don't it think too about much. It, <laughs> Michael Drickle says, Roy fucking Just have a little grape, drink a little wine. <laughs> What's wrong, baby kicks? You've got a problem?
2: <laughs> baby kicks.
0: Uh, did you love his tattoo on the back that says,
2: Loki R.I.P.? I did. I, I, but I just. I really enjoyed that Russell Crowe was just fat and doing this a Greek so accent. That's so
0: great. That Greek accent is fucking killing me. Sit down, have a little wine, Full- drink a little grape, eat a little grape. Full Hemsworth ass also on
1: display. Of course. Uh, Michael Drickle says, Roy you fucking know, Kent. Natalie yeah. Portman worked out so hard. We got you hardly got to see any of them. I know. Why don't we see her ass? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's working on it. I thought she's working on it. I wanted to see some abs. You yeah. know, am going to show something. Uh, Roy fucking
0: Kent, Michael Drickle. My fiance, he says, is not on the up and up when it comes to comics. She enjoys the movies. When he appears as Hercules, she stood up and clapped. Shame she doesn't understand. I'll, uh, it'll be a couple of years before we probably see him again. That's pretty funny. Justin's Werner simply says, It was okay. I think they're leaning too heavy on the comedy, but that's just my opinion. Blake Braden, I'd probably give it a 7 out of 10. Not as good as Ragnarok, but better than OG Thor. And in my opinion, anything is better than The Dark World. He says, I was listening to the Big Picture podcast, and Sean Fennessy makes a great point. Majority of the end credit scenes on older Marvel films would be a tease for the next. Or two films down the road. The current end credit scenes, we may not see any payoff for five to ten years. Six movies down the road, I'm starting to feel that frustration. Even after the Thanos reveal, Marvel movies after that led into something rather quickly. Now, here we go. This is the discussion I want to have. John Bellotti Jr. posted a link to this article titled Thor Love and Thunder is More Proof Marvel Needs a Phase Four Goal. Fast and he says, After watching Love and Thunder, I was hoping the larger, overarching story would be revealed, but all it really did was act as a standalone. That's fine and all, but Phase 4 has been the largest phase of MCU content ever, with the Disney shows included. We have an intro into the multiverse, a secret kingdom in China that I think is another dimension or something, a giant alien sitting in the ocean on top of what the shows brought in. The best part of the MCU is the overall larger story, and I'm finding myself caring less and less outside of the aftermath of No Way Home. Maybe it's Marvel fatigue. Talking nerd. Listener, we've been having technical difficulties. Anthony has dropped out. He will not be returning for the remainder of this program. What do you think happened? I think someone hit him up on Tinder and he just pulled the plug out on purpose. That's what
1: I think too. <laughs> yeah, like, I think some girl just showed up at his place unannounced like, and he's unannounced. like, oh, I gotta do I can't do this podcast. It was right
0: working now. fine this whole time. Anyways, rugs. I do need to get finish this. Back to the conversation. John Bellotti Jr.'s comment is something I felt also after this movie because why? We are two, we've had two movies in a row. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love, and Thunder where especially with Dr. Strange. We thought it was going to be more impactful, lead some more clues as to where the MCU is headed now. Does not really have that. Only regards itself, Dr. Strange. This movie clearly has none of that. Now, it, for perspective, get check out these numbers. Uh, Marvel Studios took eight years to release their first 13 movies, okay? That was 27 hours of storytelling time. In comparison, we are 18 months into phase four that consists of six movies, seven TV shows, 50 hours of content. And I'm going to ask you what this article says here. From a storytelling perspective, we have to wonder, what's it all heading towards? And I have been wondering the same thing. Do you feel like
1: there is a lack of direction in this right now? I think the direction isn't about a narrative as far as um, a tonal narrative or an overarching story or any of that stuff, some big event. It's not doing that. What it's doing is it's trying to expand the universe. Okay. All right, it's just okay. trying to introduce you to new characters. You got it's Moon Knight, you got phase. Kamala Khan. Okay. You got uh, you know, whatever, you got the Mighty Thor, Jane Foster, you got uh, uh, you know, America, America Chavez. So,
0: is it fair to say this is like a new phase 1, which
1: is kind of what they did in phase 1, right? No, it's not because no. it's not good. <laughs>
0: it's um, not good. Oh, yes, there's that difference. Has the quality Suffered in this last 18 months of phase four for you. It's like dipped since what we
1: had. It's kind of like. Is it like a, there's a rock band, right? Yeah. A, I say rock band, but a band or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. A creative person. A musical act. Yes. They, they come out with their first album. Right. And that album has no expectations. They're just being creative for the fuck of being creative, yeah, right? Yeah. They're telling their story. And then all of a sudden they become this thing, right? This thing that has like a cachet and they're like, well, they're just, what, what, now what am I going to do? My second album, what's it going to mean? And blah, blah, blah. And then they start, they start getting too into their own thoughts about it. And then it kind of starts, the quality of what they're doing starts to die out. And eventually by the third or fourth album, they just kind of like, eh. It's become a chore to make stuff. Yeah, and I think that this is where Marvel is is at right now. They're like um it was a fun thing and we had a lot of excitement. We had a lot of like heavy hitters, big characters, you know. At a certain point, um yeah, you run out. The stories become very uh the stories become very similar. You're just interchanging the you know the makeup of the of the character but what they go through is basically the same right so yeah you you know so like you're telling you're kind of trying to figure out a different way to tell stories and they're like that's what they're doing at marble with marble they're doing like okay we're going to do miss marble but we can't do another origin story about a superhero. So we, let's go into the cultural thing
0: mm, mm. and
1: let's, that makes it interesting, you mm. know, like, or with moon night, let's talk about, you know, Egyptian gods and, you know, mental moon disorders. Was, yeah. Yeah. Mental disorders. So like they're trying to like do these same things, but like use different genres or different motifs to kind of tell the same story over and over again. And without those things, like, those little you we've already kind of had the best, like for, for example, like Batman is like the best origin, like uh, revenge origin, pretty much, right? right? Sure. And then you do the Punisher, right? Which is basically Batman, yeah, right? Yeah, just and but like, you okay, you should just like now make Batman more violent and let him kill, yeah. And uh, instead of his parents dying, his kids die, but basically the same important people in your family die, all right. You can only do that so many times. Well, that's a trope of every
0: superhero origin. You know, somebody dies. This family member yeah. dies. Yeah. So generally, can't, what
1: happens? You can only do that so many times. Ninety percent of these things. And Marvel is trying to basically now rinse and repeat and expand the market share. Rinse, repeat, expand the market share. So stories aren't really the the main thing, and that's why you have so many like kind of like interchangeable like characters for example like peacemaker for example that's yeah. not like peacemaker's not a good character right is he like his story is it good no it's just the execution that's good yeah i mean so i'm like, torn so yeah. when, so when basically what i'm saying is when you have when you narratively are are bankrupt like you got problems. The storytelling is suffering. It starts to become more, more and more apparent that you don't really have good characters. You just have good execution. Oh, we're gonna do a comedy, so it's funny, but the character is like not, not really that cool. Like the, the story isn't the narrative. Like you know, you're never going to have that whole like when that whole thing with um, when Stacy and then Captain Stacy and then. You know, you're, you know, all that stuff with Spider Man, like that was just a classic, and it was, you know, and you do them like a few times, and everybody's hip to it. You can't keep doing it. I'm,
0: I'm torn because on the one hand, it is a great time to be a fan of the genre of Marvel stuff. I love all these different crazy things we're getting. Right, great, but on the other hand, I'm wondering. I, you know, I trust Feige. He's gonna have a plan, but I did like it. It wouldn't hurt him. To just leave little, little drop, little breadcrumbs of something that's that's connecting, and not just being within each uh, a a movie, uh, you know, uh, universe, but overall, where is this going? Drop a thing doesn't have to be like a Thanos thing, but they could use a little bit more some clues to the direction. And maybe it's coming, maybe it's there, and we don't see it. But I, I mean, I agree with Balani's sentiment. And I had, the, I had the same feeling is like, where, what are we doing? Where's it going? Is this just setting up for all of a sudden they're going to throw all these people together You I think rugs, do you need this stuff to connect? Do we need to see
1: lasting implications? Does it need more stakes? It's weird when like, it's weird to have stakes when you have all these omnipotent beings and it's not these personal stories about characters that are going through certain things it's like all of these, like e- like maybe Eternals, or like we have like fucking Doctor Strange, and you know, like all of these crazy, like beyond. And now we're like doing a Gods of Thunder and shit. Also, they 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 undermine a couple of deaths, right? People don't die and stay dead. Like they're bringing things
0: back. Uh, it's very interesting, but there is also the theme of like guilt and trauma. From the events of Endgame and everything that people are still
1: going through, and all these things seem to have a little bit of that going through it also. Yeah, Marvel needs to, like, kind of move beyond it and start, like, okay, they had all of these things that they introduced. They had, okay, multiverses happening, this and that, uh, cosmic universes, beyond, all that stuff, and they haven't found a way to, like, take a real big step towards it.
0: Right yes that's that's what i'm feeling there's so many characters now but i don't see they need to tighten their shit up they they gotta tighten it up all right let's finish up uh rugs here with some what are we watching are you caught up on the ms marvel there yeah oh okay hold on uh well i want to talk about it a little bit next week we will review the whole season because the final episode comes out uh, this week, but spoilers, spoiler, spoiler uh, alert. Uh, are you still digging it? What do you think
1: of these last four couple of episodes? No, I really- like it. It's fine. Okay. It's okay. not, as I said, it's not the greatest superhero show, but I yeah. think it's a very interesting show to watch, and it's fun. It's fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What's fun? What I found interesting is some people complain that there's too much like uh, uh, coming of age and not enough superhero stuff, and uh, the
1: other people are like, there's too much superhero stuff, not enough coming of age. I. I don't think Ms. Marvel's interesting a- as a superhero. I think that she's interesting as a character. I think Kamala's interesting as a ca- character and yes. And learning about, you know, the partition is to me interesting because like come on, what's their story really? Right. She's you know she gets powers, and she wants to be a superhero. And right. She's they,
0: now, yeah, we're finding out a lot more. I mean, this le- episode Big five. fucking
1: deal. This is so the other stuff is interesting.
0: I was not expecting a time loop thing, but the whole story of her a great-grandmother, Aisha, and what happened in this kind of large flashback leading into the partition, uh, that was super compelling, even though, like, Kamala wasn't in it in the majority of the episode. What I find is interesting is, like, everything's kind of been resolved and now comron has powers there is no big bad big battle big villain but i don't think this show needs it like you said it's the show is
1: about there's one more episode correct there's only one more episode i think this is when she gets the costume and she yes yes you know she finds out who she is and now we're ready to she's ready for the next phase of her being a hero.
0: Yeah. I'm not expecting like a big CGI battle ending. This is more of the finishing of her origin story, the finishing of her coming of age story, getting the costume. And I kind of, I kind of dig that it's different. I was not expecting that. I was like, Oh my God, everything's like almost on the table here. Well, how are they going to end this? What else do they have left? Where is this going? So they've managed to keep me hooked episode after episode. Uh, and then just the little cultural things uh,
1: just so lovely. I've- so, As I said, I probably would have gotten bored with it had they not gone in the other direction. Right, right. If they made it more superhero-y. Yeah, as I said, I don't give a shit about her as a superhero. Yeah, yeah. She's not that interesting. I mean, in in the comics, even more so, because she's a stretchy girl. So, um... Yeah, the show really hasn't
0: been about that, you know? There's still damage control is out there as, like, an entity that's a bad guy, but that's it. Like, the clandestines, and I don't know if any of them are still
1: there. A lot of them died. Yeah, uh, and as I said, the- we've seen this already a thousand times, so it has to, like, as I said, it's wearing thin so that they have to do different things to keep it interesting.
0: So. Yeah, I dig it. I can't wait to see where it ends. I'm super loving the show. Uh, our So also, rugs for the listener, we are going to be, for, if you are on our Patreon, sign up now because we're going to be recording the first part of our 80s action movie tournament where we pick the movies that go in the tournament featuring John Belotti Jr. and then. After a couple weeks on this show, we will do a bracket style '80s. What is the best '80s action movie Ooh, tournament? I'm excited showdown. So, in preparation, I rewatched a couple things real quick. I watched Running Man and Escape from New York. Wow, back to back, and those are both great '80s what action are they, movies. Are they on
1: any services? Or? No,
0: I had to rent them from the Amazon. But I will say, Escape from New York for that was made like in the early '80s is uh the sets and like the it's it's really well made for its time yeah and uh, running man has a similar like dystopian future thing and like some of the ideas in running man were way ahead of their time like they they had deep fake technology in the movie i was like holy shit that's deep fake and then when she's like looking at the video cards they're like these little compact flash sd cards i thought i was like holy shit they call that too uh, and that movie is just so cynical and dark. Running Man, it's fucking great. You gotta love it. I gotta
1: watch those again too.
0: And then Snake Plissken is just an undeniable. Did they base Metal Gear Solid off of him? Oh yeah, definitely. Right, because the movie plays like a video game mission. Yeah, the whole time, and just some of the sets and like the computer generated imagery and the computers—they both similar top-down views in Running Man and Escape from New York. And I was, and That's I was, true. Right? And I was like, they look very similar, and this is very ahead of its time kind of interesting future tech stuff. So those two, I'm sure, will definitely be in the tournament. You watch anything uh, interesting
1: this week, Ruggs? Oh, my God. I watched Stranger Things. I finished that.
0: Oh, I finished that, too. What would
1: you think, Kyle? That ended up? It was fine. Yeah. It was a very improbable show. <laughs> it <didn't> made <laughs> no sense. Like, everything had to happen at the same time, and... Yes, people were running around doing things, and they had to time it all at the same. It's just weird. There's a lot and of traveling. Eleven, travel 11 in. found out that she was uh Wait, not-
0: spoiler. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Yeah.
1: So, Eleven found out about her origins and blah blah blah. And you know, I'm not going to spoil anything. But. Look, Vecna is dope, right? You know, the effects were dope. They, I don't know if it needed to be four hours to it's end. Not like they did the same thing over and over. It's like, yeah. Guy broke out of prison. He's got to get back into and gotta prison. he got to go back in. he got to go. It just it was just too many. It just felt like it was a rope a dope going around. Like they could have just really streamlined it and made uh, it. absolutely. Made it
0: there are so many times when people are just fucking traveling from one place to another and you're like, how long is it taking them? Where are they going? And sometimes you don't even know where they're going. You're like, where are you going now? Is, yeah, you know, did Yuri need a redemption arc? Really? No, I don't fuck know. Fuck Yuri. Yeah, the whole Russian stuff you could have just put in one episode to explain all of that. It was, it was, it was way
1: overindulgent. But and, uh... the
0: two most badass things have to be fucking Eleven pulling down the helicopter. I thought that was yeah. like fucking Darth Vader. Right? That was yeah. fucking great. And then Eddie playing fucking master of puppets was amazing. I loved that. I thought that was great on top of the trailer that's, kinda in the pretty badass. that's fucking badass he nailed it too how did he learn that song so quickly it just came out it's 1986 jesus <laughs> fucking has it down note the tab- tab- no-, no there was no tablature back in 86 you had to figure There sure was why not you had to, have to figure easy, that, to that out by bet. year. there's no internet they had magazines you go and get they the had fucking magazines. Had so guitar maybe, magazine yeah he would be one to buy the guitar magazine sure. but yeah, those things are great, and uh,
1: fucking, there's a big crack open in the middle of Hawkins, and there's going to be another season. So, Listen, if you had a guitar in the 80s and Master of Puppets came out, you were doing that. You were le- I was like, I need to learn this shit like right now. Everybody that I knew yeah. did that riff. In the 90s, it became Enter Sandman.
0: Yeah. And in the 80s, it was Master of Puppets.
1: Master! Yeah. Uh, all
0: right, good stuff. We lost Anthony, but he'll be back next week. As he's we probably review. uh having a great time this <laughs> marvel he's like fuck these guys i'm just gonna pull out my ethernet cord pretend <laughs> it was an accident
1: that's what happened rugs uh, where can the listener find you online? you can find me on twitter at really rug boy i'll be retweeting things rugs will
0: retweet you go over there give
1: yeah, me a follow tweet you why not
0: you can find that link in our show notes as well as links to all our socials follow us there uh Support the show. Share the show is the most important thing you could do. Thank you for listening to the Chocolate Nerd
1: Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Rug Boy, and not Anthony. He's the Rug Boy, and he's the nerd.
0: We'll peep you next time.
1: Wait, I'll give you Anthony.
2: I stick it up my asshole.
0: See, oh, that's what happens when he doesn't show up.
2: That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. I fucking loved it. And then one more time for good measure. I stick it up my asshole. Chocolate Nerd.